Welcome to Home of the Brave. I went to Honduras to see why people are fleeing the country in caravans. And after one day in Tegucigalpa, the capital city, I realized the big reason could be that everybody I'd met had been robbed at least once by gunpoint or knife point, and kidnapping for ransom was common. I was told it's not safe to walk down the street pretty much anywhere in the city. So I rented a car and gave the keys to my most excellent guide, Ronaldo Gomez. Honduras are very amable, very, they, they're kind, but there's, a, there's this sense of everybody's on their own and, and you'll figure it out on your own. You're on your own, yeah. we're on our own. Especially in the, in the cities. Tegucigalpa is a city of one million people up in the mountains, spread out over a landscape shaped like an egg carton. Lots of steep hills and deep gullies. Half the population lives below the poverty line. Their houses or hovels are stacked one on top of the other, clinging to the hillsides in defiance of gravity. There are no big open public parks. The only flat surfaces in the city are the soccer field inside the national stadium and the runway at the airport, notoriously short and dangerous. If you ask regular Honduran easily, you'll find that either you've been witness or you've been a participant of a, a burglary, a robbery. Everybody has at some point seen something shady, a shooting or whatever. And like, so Have you been robbed? Yes. Has everybody been robbed here? It's strange not to find one. It's yeah. unusual to find someone yeah. who hasn't been robbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So at gunpoint or at knife point? Or gunpoint. How much did you lose? Uh, cell phone. Why doesn't the government do something about that? What's the problem? Okay, from, from what I've seen, there's been a, a bigger effort to train policemen and women. But that has to take into account that a lot of the current police force, for policemen and forces have been laid off because the police are taking tests, drug tests, and they didn't pass the exams and stuff. So what are they going to do? Some say, well, they'll turn out into like the Zetas in Mexico. Like, the criminal organization. criminal organization. Like, We're professional killers. Exactly. So I had a friend who was took out money just as we went to a bank right now and pay his, his staff. And when he was driving, he got a car, came in, uh, a gunpoint, give me give us the money, we know you came from the bank. And, like, and he told me, you know, when I saw them, I knew that they were trained. The way they hold their their, their guns, that's trained. That's not a, a, a gang member that's just wielding the, the the gun it's like specific training like police yeah training. of where they did it how they did it it's, yeah our police has been linked to, to drug trafficking to crime organizing and, and all this stuff so <laughs> on the day we were driving around the weather kept changing from heavy rain to partly cloudy huge cumulus clouds dark on the bottom against the deep blue sky and when it rained, the water ran down the steep streets and rivers. The traffic was tightly packed together. Cars, trucks, buses, motorcycles with only inches of space in between. 
but Ronaldo was a good driver. He's 42 years old, has a degree in psychology. He worked as a trainer for the Peace Corps up until they pulled out of the country in 2012. After that, he worked for various NGOs as a mentor for at-risk youth. And now he produces videos for several international aid organizations that have projects in Honduras. So there's areas, you see, this is the, I think we're in the fourth avenue of Kumayabuela. There's areas in which you don't want to be too late at night or very early in the morning because it can be risky. Well, what can happen late at night or early? Here's the military police. Mm -hmm. So next to us, they're the Tigers. Their hats say the Tigers. And these guys have automatic guns. In just a little truck, there's at least 11 uh, policemen with guns in the back of a little like Toyota Tacoma pickup truck. What the hell was that all about? Is that common? Did they yeah, did they, the police ride around like that? Yeah, they're going somewhere. Hondurans are used to seeing weapons. For us, it's normal. <laughs> it's normal. It's normal. Not all of Tegucigalpa is bad. Like any big city, there are good and bad parts of town. For instance, Tegucigalpa has some good neighborhoods near the U.S. Embassy where wealthy people live in houses surrounded by concrete walls, 10 feet high with razor wire on top. And there's a modern, well-guarded indoor shopping mall that functions as a public park for all ages and classes. But most of Tegucigalpa is bad neighborhoods places you can't go without permission from someone in the street gang that controls the territory. There are spotters, little kids and old people with cell phones at the entrances and exits. If they see someone they don't recognize, they alert a team of young men that comes with guns. So driving around the city with Ronaldo, we stayed on the main roads and boulevards. We're heading to uh, downtown Tegucigalpa. This neighborhood has been here a long time. Uh, but. What I wanted to point out is we're kind of in the middle of the city, but there's gang presence in all this, throughout this neighborhood. This neighborhood? Yeah. Okay, so this looks like an older, these houses are older. Yeah, they're older. Like two stories, three stories made yeah. of brick right. with uh, metal gates on the doors and windows. You have gangs moving stuff around here. Do you just know that from... I know it because I came into a, one of these places looking for... Uh, a window to be made for my house yeah. and they gave me a quote but they told me I know there's a couple of streets down here there's another place you can ask them but if you go in that car you'll draw too much attention and because right. there, there, there's gang there and I'm like what it's just two blocks within and they told me you're safe here because this is the, the main entrance to the neighborhood but if you go two streets down or just be careful what's the name of this neighborhood Barrio Morazan so if we got out, of, if I got out of the car and was walking graffiti. around, what's that? What do you it's see? Gang graffiti, you know, on the walls. What did it say? I have no idea. Uh, oh. I just know that it says you got to be in the gang. Yeah, have to be in the gang. The gangs that control the neighborhoods make money through extortion and selling drugs, mainly marijuana and cocaine. The marijuana is grown locally, and the cocaine comes from Colombia. Honduras is like an inland port for Colombian cocaine on its way to the United States. Last year, an estimated 200 tons worth $50 billion. 
Some of that profit goes to rich and powerful people who control the transport of cocaine through Honduras. For example, last November, the brother of the current president of Honduras was arrested in Miami for smuggling large amounts of cocaine into the United States. Some of the cocaine, however, stays in Honduras where it filters down to the street gangs who sell it for $4 a gram, the same price as a gallon of gasoline. So, could you tell me a little bit about where we are now? Uh, we're in what we call Colonia Kennedy. It's a um, middle-class neighborhood that was initially funded by President Kennedy as a housing option. Uh, it got bigger during throughout the years, and it's a lot of commerce goes on, and it's it's a very busy place, busy neighborhood. It's not the uh, very dangerous neighborhood, but still, you you have some risk. We get out to walk because Ronaldo wants to show me a middle-class neighborhood with people on the street, shopping and going about their business. We stop to talk to a woman selling things on the sidewalk under a big umbrella. She's got a bunch of stuff in boxes. Maquillaje, perfumes, shampoo, crema, zapatos, shoes, makeup, colas, ropa, carteras, purses. De todo. Yeah, everything. De todo lo que sea legal. Everything that's legal. <laughs> um, so are you worried here? Are you, is there violence in this neighborhood? Mire, esta colonia es grande. This is a big neighborhood. And it's somehow dangerous. Pero como yo aquí nací, but I, well, I was born and raised here, so people know me. Uh, I know there's dangerous people outside, but uh, I don't feel at risk because I've, I've, I've lived in here all my life. How has this neighborhood changed in your lifetime? What I've seen is that there's a lot of, of drugs being sold and sold on the street. And when did that start happening? Empezó hace a verse más, hace como 10 años, pero se ha ido incrementando poco a poco. Little by little, it's, it's going up, but it started about 10 years ago. But what were the social consequences of the drugs? Que no hay trabajo, no le dan trabajo a la gente joven. A lot of times the people that are selling those are people under 25. And the thing is that if they don't have jobs, if they, don't find, if they can't find a job, that's what they turn to. Because they do it right in front of people, and I, I'm scared that something will happen, so it's not safe for children. For example, when my kid was two years old, and that court that's right in front of us, um, gang members came searching for someone, killed him, brought daylight in front of everybody, and they just left walking. And nobody does a thing about it. When you were small, when you were a child, in this neighborhood, did things like that happen? No. Yo, cuando estaba pequeña, yo podía salir a cualquier hora del día y no pasaba nada. When I was yo a kid, ahora, I could go out uh, any day, uh, any hour of the day, and nothing would happen to me. But now, yo ahora, incluso estando de la edad que estoy, después de las siete, ocho de la noche, yo no salgo de mi casa. Even now that I'm a grown-up, after seven or eight p.m., I'm I'm not in the streets. I don't go out. Because what would happen? What could happen? ¿Por qué? ¿Por qué le, qué le, qué le podría pasar? Porque hay mucho vándalo en los bloques. Estas casas son de callejones, se esconde mucho ladrón. 
O sea, uno a veces solo va a comprar algo y, y si uno no anda dinero, cuando lo asaltan, lo matan. Guys can, can be around, and, and even if they, you're being robbed and they find that you don't have money, they can kill you just because of not having the money. For lunch, we drove up into the mountains that surround the city to a village among pine trees and fresh air and sat outside at a restaurant with a postcard view looking back down onto Guchigalpa below. Driving around the city, Ronaldo had shown me some of the problems that make people want to leave Honduras. Over lunch, I was wondering what can be done to fix the problems so people don't want to leave in the first place. For Ronaldo, it was all about education. He said every year, millions of dollars come to Honduras in foreign aid, but the money comes to people at the top of the social order and never makes it down to the bottom where kids in poor neighborhoods need better education. He said from his experience as a mentor with the Peace Corps and other NGOs, he'd seen how bottom-up approaches work better. At the grassroots level, it definitely works having kids being trained properly, giving them the opportunity to learn soft skills, um, and then helping them find, find jobs. So as a mentor, what is it that you're trying to teach young people who are at risk? One of the things I, I did was not giving them so much technical skills, but trying to inspire them and to think, to have them think beyond their current situation. Um, there's a lack of hope sometimes when you see that your parents are struggling, that your neighbors are struggling with education, with jobs and all that stuff. So it's, at first, has to do with helping them change the mindset and, and fight the, the, the current mindset that sometimes surrounds them. Like, yeah, I can do things. Yes, things can change. I am part of the change. You can be creative. It's not about such and such is creative and I'm not creative. Creativity is a skill you can develop in different and express in different ways. For example, people aspire things, but that, that doesn't mean that they can make a plan and specifically say these are the concrete steps that I'm taking toward that. It seems very seem, seems basic, but it happens, uh, especially with youth, because you, you think you have all the time of the world, so, so sometime, someday it will happen. Instead of saying, well, I want to be this, so I'd, I'd rather uh, plan it out. And so it, it's, it's soft skills, training, that help kids have better opportunities. And it works. Of course, a lot of these things happen in smaller communities where no media goes around and is searching for it. Media is more, more giving more coverage to, to other things, not those things. So. Right. Good things are happening. Good things are happening. Good people are doing good stuff. <laughs> well, that's good. One of the things that's happening on a grassroots level in Honduras is a growing hip-hop culture. In the next episode, I'll visit one of the more murderous neighborhoods in the country where a gang of artists is trying to rebuild the community following the model of the Zulu nation that came out of the South Bronx in the 1970s. Se lo damos en tres, dos, 
uno. Hablando de los peces, estos no son diferentes. Y cada que yo entro, mis hermanos son más fuertes. Porque soy más potente, porque soy más coherente. Yo no muero por la boca, tiburón mata con el diente. I'd like to thank Rebecca Westbrook and Dr. Sandra Gomez for their invaluable help while I was in Honduras. I would have been lost without them. And without you, home of the brave listeners and subscribers, I wouldn't have been able to go there in the first place. Other media organizations seem to be ignoring what's happening in Central America, maybe because they think it's too dangerous, or maybe they think nobody cares about the problems in Central America. People want to hear about the wall and the government shut down over the wall. Those stories are about being afraid. These stories on Home of the Brave are about not being afraid. Like Ronaldo said, we can be creative and find new ways to solve our problems. Thanks for listening, and check out our website, homebrave.com, for photos and buttons to push to donate and subscribe. Home of the Brave survives on listener support.